For our last school to talk about uh, in our uh, strengths and weakness breakdown of the Trinity League in 2017. So we just covered the champions who went 5-0 and last year. That was modern day. They won the Trinity League, broke a pretty long losing streak to St. John Bosco. Got over the hump. But at the end of the year, it was St. John Bosco that we're talking about now, the defending Division One champs. They took it to modern day in the, in the championship game, as we all know, um, you know, last year at Angel Stadium. I mean, it was 42-28, and, um, and then they went on to win the Open Division uh, up in Sacramento. So a great year for, uh, for Bosco. You know, they lost early to uh, Bishop Gorman. Um, Bishop Gorman did pretty well in that game, 35-20. Then there was that loss against Modern Day, uh, not too long, maybe about a month later, 26-21 in the league. Then they just got rolling. And, uh, you know, they they beat, they smashed everybody else pretty much in the tree league, and then they got in the playoffs. And, you know, uh, they had a close, very close one with Centennial in the uh, in the semis. They escaped with, you know, you know but... They were rolling the next week, the finals, and then they, then they rolled up uh, on De La Salle. What's your thoughts on the Braves, uh, Scotty? Yeah, the interesting thing is with, with Bosco is that everybody thought coming in, you know, they were going to have to rebuild or, or reload or, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of, of returning other than their skill players. Um, you know, and, and, and they picked up a lot of transfers Right this this uh, off season, there was like about fifteen of them, and a lot of them were there. There was one high profile, I think two high profile guys, and the rest were pretty much under the radar. But they kind of they kind of replenished where they were missing. Um, you know, I'm going to start actually with the weaknesses first yeah. on this okay. because they kind of goes in hand in hand. Is there, that would they replenish their offensive defensive lines? Um, and um, not that it's a weakness, is that they're not the same quality as they were in the past. And that's saying something because of how dominant they were the last few years. Um, they only returned two starters, um, uh, Mars Tavalu and uh, Kevin Koblitz uh, were the only two guys coming back. And then they filled, their, I think they're going to fill the low line with, with the off-season transfers in Cole Sane from Riverside King and Jace Fuamata from Ote Ranch in San Diego. Um, they picked up another 6'5", 295-pound sophomore from Torrance, Mateo Tupeloa. And, you know, whether or not those guys are going to are gonna you know fill right in, but it gives them some added depth. Um, I think uh, Jaden Jalen uh, Harrington also played some last year. Um, and he, I think he was injured towards the end of the year, um, but he also you know, comes back. Uh, so whether they find that you know that right combo, um, you know for their offensive line, I think you know when you that's what's going to be key for them. Um, their defensive line, same thing. Um, you know, their defensive line was hit hard by graduation and injuries. And, you know, their last year's defensive line caused havoc like no other. They were Jacob solid. Collier. Give um, us with Collier and then Spina before he went down with the injury. Um, you know, this year it was going to be Junior uh, Sava Potty. And then Sal, you know, Sal Spina headlining the front. But Potty's actually going to be lost for the year with an injury. Um, and then Spina is making his way back from the injury, but the word is that he probably won't be back until league, or they're taking him slowly, so they're not going to rush him back. Um, but he looks like he will be back sometime, may not be right away. Um, so then they picked up Jay Sarah transfer Cole Aubrey, 
and you know, yeah. from Jay Sarah, and he registered 10 sacks last year for the Lions, and they also picked up modern day transfer Vito Legaleo, and he was a sophomore last year, and he, he was pretty much a, an offensive lineman, but he also plays defense, he's going to play defense at, at Bosco, yeah. and, and um, look for Cole to be a starter at, uh, for, at uh, Bosco. Bosco, yeah, and then the OT Ranch, uh, two-way lineman, um, then Jace that I mentioned, Jace Futatapa, he actually plays offense, but he also plays uh, also defense as well, so I don't know whether they use him on offense or defense, but those are pretty much, you know, they also have another um, um, Rodman, um, a 300-pound 6'2", 300-pound nose guard who was who was who played a little bit last year. He he also returns on the line. Name name Rodman. Um, but that's pretty much you know that's pretty much the only weakness that they really have. And that you know that right. and you know their strengths are going to be you know obviously Real Mitchell um, in their running game. Um, Real's actually you know he's a better passer I think this year. You know he he really you know worked on his right. on his throwing. You know, but they're going to be set up by the run, 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 and then hit you with the pass. And then, you know, whether you make them be one-dimensional and pass first, then run, then we've seen them struggle when teams have made them do that. Um, but, like I said, their running game with their one-two punch with Demetrius Flowers, Arizona State commit, he ran for, you know, nine, 953 yards, 20 touchdowns. And then junior George Halani, who was the third back last year, and he ran for 485, but he's very quick. Um, it gives them the lightning. He's going to be the lightning. Flowers will be the power. Um, and then behind Halani, the one to watch for is the sand beast, his sophomore, and then Nathaniel Jones. And he's like 6'1", like you know, 200 pounds. Um, and he's like a bruising back, you know. So we look okay. for him to get some time. But that's, you know, their running game is going to be, again, uh, hard to handle, you know. And, and, there's, and then the secondary returns everybody. You know, that's where this, they're, that's probably their main, strength of the entire team with with Ohio State commit Jaden would be yep. national recruit Chris Steele UCLA commit Stefan Blaylock and then LeVar Price and Jake Bailey and Podwards running out the other remaining group you know and they all combined for 10 of the 19 returning interceptions so you know they're gonna you know it, it's gonna be tough for teams to to you know move the ball in the air on on them and, it, and everybody knows that and that's no secret so yeah and what a, i mean you set it up so well i mean what a matchup that's going to be well you know modern day is going to go after the after st john bosco a uh, secondary with jt and they're going to put they're going to they're going to throw uh Amon Ra and cj and nico and brew and see what you guys can do, uh, you know. And then, you know, obviously the um, Martinez at tight end, and whoever else they can. Um, it'll be a great matchup. Um, but you know, we'll, you know, there'll be some chess with uh, how much uh, run uh, teams. Um, you know, modern day would throw at Bosco, but then you look at Bosco. I mean, that you're right; they ran it so well that they, you know, it was led by Wyatt Davis. You know, uh, now Ohio State, and man, he was just he he was the dominant guy. Um, you know, he was the MVP. He was pretty much their MVP last year. Uh, you know, in some ways, you know, a lot of ways. I mean, he was switching him at different places on the offensive line. He's playing guard and playing both sides of the line. And, He's just moving around, and I mean, they ran for. I mean, they almost had three thousand yard running backs last year because you, you know you, you have to. You know, obviously Beasley's gone, but Flowers was almost a thousand, and then of course, and then Beasley was, and then of course Real's going to run for over a thousand. So I think you know they. 
but I, I I agree with you too. I think I think uh, Real does look better passing. I mean, he made the Elite Eleven finals as a passer, and I thought he made uh, real improved. And uh, he's a character leader, as you guys heard uh, leading off our podcast. So they have a lot of winners on their team, and they're hungry. Um, but it sure is hard to repeat. And um, but uh, you know they got to move in some new linemen, but they got the the back and then secondary. So um, pretty interesting. It's uh, it's you know like we said, everybody's got a little something to work on, uh, some more than others. But everybody's got questions, which is going to make the year outstanding. Hey, uh, Scotty, as we uh, start to transition here uh, to some other topics, um, and we thank everybody for joining our Trinity League football podcast um can you run down a couple of your surprise guys that you think some under the radar players to watch this year scotty that maybe we didn't talk about right now but um why don't you give a listing of uh, a couple guys you think we should know uh on each uh i'll start with survey um you kind of mentioned touched on him uh spencer lytle okay um outside linebacker 6'4 215 i think he's going to be one to watch her. He's going to be all over the place. Yep. Um, you know, they're going to, you know, he's, we talked about him, you know, getting some pass rush. I think you can utilize him okay. uh, as that outside rusher. But watch for him. He also plays offense, uh, or he did in, the, in in passing links, you know, and he did pretty well. So, you know, watch for him on that too as well. Um, let's see, for modern day, look for, you know, Chris Street. He's the running back right. um, that's going to, duo with uh, Shikobi Harper, um, but watch for Street. Street is a dynamic he's a true running back, so he's he is not like, you know, a kid that's that's you know, like a, an athlete playing running back, you know, he is a running back, that's his bread and butter um, and um, an interesting side note his two varsity carries last year he got into the varsity game 58 yard touchdown 60 yard touchdown so his so the first touch so we have to watch on for his third to see him, wow. his third touch is taken to the house so he has two consecutive he has two reverse rushes for two touchdowns <laughs> so um, he's yeah so he will add you know you know dimension to their running game that they they haven't had in a long time um, let's see uh, Bosco mentioned George Halani. Yep. I think he's going to be very huge, very big time. I mean, like you said, he kind of was a under the radar kind of guy last year, but he will. He, you know, with the 485, was very quietly. He got the 45 pretty much, you know, in, in, when the games were in hand. Yep. Um, but he's one that's to, to watch for. And to Jay Sarah, Jamil Henning. You know, before he came to to Jay Sarah, nobody knew who that kid was. Um, you know, unless you were a Buena Park fan or somebody in the Freeway League, or you know. And then once we saw his huddle, and once I saw him in the scrimmage, he's a dynamic player. He's going to be the third second back, but he's very quick, very agile. I think he's very good on special teams. Um, he, I think he'll be down there making all those tackles on special teams. He's he, he's he is very one to watch for. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much he gets in on offense, though. Um, but he he is shifty. And um, mm-hmm. for Olu, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go Logan Loya. He played last. He caught only 11 balls last year as a freshman playing varsity. He's also the kicker. But I think, and I. Don't be surprised if he becomes their number two. No, with with four with with Ford being their number one. Don't be surprised if he becomes their number two receiver. I thought um, Gardner would be their number two. Yeah, that's 
but Moyes, he's very, he runs very good routes. He has very good hands. He knows how to get separation. You know, he's only about 5'11", you know, 180, but he's, he did very well in the camps this year. And, All right. Um, and so, you know, watch for him that, that, you know, for him to be their number two. So, um, and that's pretty much it. Um, we need um, Santa Margarita. You got, well, got a, under the radar at Santa Margarita? Uh, you know, uh, not really. Um, I mean, I, I, I like Caden Fitch, but I think he, I mean, he's pretty much a returner, but he he's not a, a he's really good name. He's a really good linebacker. Um, but very good linebacker. Um, and, and, and I know, he, um, I think it was Matthews got more of the pub last year. So I don't think he, you know, kind of took away from 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 him. But I think he's one. Um, and then the other one to watch for, other than that, I think we kind of touched base was was Zion. Um, yeah. Exactly. We talked about, you know, and I know a lot of people don't know and know about him. And it's like, who is this? You know, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, you know, he he was kind of under under the radar. He didn't play any summer summer league ball, so that's why he didn't. You know, nobody knows about him. Yeah. All those other sophomores, they all got their offers. He didn't do summer, pretty much summer passing things, so that's pretty much why no one has really heard about him, other than you know the people over at Bosco. But um, he's a very he's a run defender. So when you talk about about you know tackling or whatever, he's the guy that's that comes up and makes that makes you know. So they, I think that you know aids and helps that defense in that in that uh, category. But. But those pretty much are are the underclassmen guys to uh, okay. to look for out of the gate. All right, good job, Scotty. Well, let's uh, touch upon the week zero schedule. All these games on August twenty fifth. We're gonna r- rattle off the schedule. We'll see if uh, what jumps out at uh, at it, Scotty. But uh, we'll start with probably the biggest game of the week. We'll start at the top this time. But St. John Bosco's on the road on Friday. This is all August twenty fifth, and they're taking on uh, Aquinas of uh, Fort Lauderdale, a nationally ranked team. Um, you know, already kind of been. Uh, I think it was. Max Preps that kind of dubbed it as a, a cha- you know, a national title elimination game. I don't know. I think if Bosco does lose that game, I don't think they're out of it because they're going to probably play modern day. They could play modern day twice and they can get right back in this thing with one loss. But um, I don't know if it's uh, as far as the just from the Bosco perspective, it's a tough uh, road game, but they've done well in playing these uh, cross-country games. They've traveled and played well, but I don't think it's a disaster for their whole year if they lose it uh, for Bosco. That's my opinion, but we'll hear from Scotty Bras here momentarily. Modern day on Friday goes up to Bishop Amont. Santa Margarita plays Downey that did win 10 games last year. Olu plays a, a kind of a new-look La Mirada. Not as much hype around those guys this year. New coach, um, La Mirada surprise Olu last year. Um, Jay Sarah uh, has got a good Orange County game opening up against uh, Corn Del Mar, which is talented. Maybe not scaring a lot of Trinity, or not maybe not impressing a lot of Trinity League teams, but CDM has actually got some really dynamic players. A couple extra, uh, uh, some people, uh, some players from modern day fans would recognize in guys like Clyde Moore, uh, Colorado committed linebacker, John Humphreys, um, who didn't play at modern day, but his brother did, um, Ben, but uh, Tavon, uh, Tay Lee, um, they got some got some dudes um, at CDM, some real playmakers at uh, CDM that Jay Sarah's going to have to deal with. And that game's going to be at Newport Harbor, uh, the new look uh, field there at Davison Field. And then you got, um, and then the last one um, 
is going to be uh, Servite going out to Norco. Um, so OC versus IE and going out to Norco. So Scotty, what jumps out at you? Uh, Chris, I want to get your reaction to the, my thoughts on the on your on, you know the impact of that Bosco game and uh, anything else that jumps out at you on the schedule. Um, I'll just start off uh, off with the modern day mock game to first. You know, I think people think that modern day is going to come out and blow Mott out of the water again. Um, I think it'll be a little bit different. I think because of they, you know, because of not wanting to, to use a balanced, you know, attack. Um, I don't think they're going to air rate it as much, um, and so I think it will cause you know the, the the score to be less lopsided. And Mott's and take nothing away from Mott. Mott is better than they were last year. They have more skills. They have the quarterback Archuleta back as right. a sophomore, as a junior. junior. He's a scrambler. Um, they have they have they have developed two new receivers that that were young last year and didn't come on towards the end of the season. So modern day didn't see those guys. They have a running back that was a thousand yard rusher last year. So they have guys now in place that can at least compete or keep it. Last year Amat had no skills whatsoever. They had nothing to 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 counteract last year and so that's why it was over really quick. So, you know, that's one to watch. I still think modern day comes away with the win, but I don't think it's gonna be as dynamic. Um, you know, you know, you know, I know I'll probably get a lot of flack from the modern day fans on that, <laughs> but um, you know, I think, you know, it it'll just be kinda, you know, oh, they're overrated, you know, you're gonna get all of that because they didn't blow them out because they're supposedly the number one team. But it's just a different dynamic because it's not, you know, Air raid, but who knows? They may they may come out and do that. I you know I'm just going off a base of what, what I've kind of learned and what I what we put together and, and kind of how you know right. with, with with the personnel they have. Um, Servite Norco, um, I think that's going to be a high scoring game. I think Servites you know has enough to you know do they have, can they stop the run with Norco? Die dies a very good running back. Um, in in Norco has balance. I think. Uh, Nathan, I think Nathan Thrasher, Nathan Vasher is the quarterback, and he was a 3,000-yard passer. He's, they also have a receiver, the 6'2 receiver, that's really pretty good that, you know, they can, you know, they have an Alabama commit on their offensive line. Um, so they, you know, they have the guys, but their defense is really small. They have two five six corners. So whether or not, you know, uh, you know, Servite can throw on them. But like I said, it's a high-scoring game. But I think Servite comes out on top. Um, La Mirada is not what they used to be. Right. So I think Olu takes them down. Um, and the, what was the other game? Jay Sarah and I think Jay Sarah and Cronin Omar. That, that's an interesting, you know, matchup whether or not. Because that's, you know, can Cronin Omar step up with the big boys because they've been They've been upgrading their schedule, and they've been upgrading their, you know, their their progressing through the divisions. Um, and you know, they have some skill guys that can compete. Whether now they can do it up front, that's a different question. Um, quarterbacks a big concern because they haven't named a starter. They have three different guys, um, and and the way Jason has done, they may just be methodical and just overpowered. Um, CDM, um, but I, you know, I think they play with them a little bit. But I think Jay Sarah comes out on top. Um, and then the last game is the Bosco. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think this is going? You know, if you think of Bosco, I mean, obviously if they win it, it's huge. Um, it's going to keep them ranked number two in the nation. I don't know, maybe you know they're number two by Max Preps. Um, they're number one by High School Football America. Maybe they're impressive. They jump Marday real quick. Um, but what do you think? I mean, if they lose it, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a disaster for them. 
No, and, and, and like we said, you know, Bosco got better as the year went on last year. I mean, when Bosco, you know, Bosco wasn't the same team at the end of the year as they were at the beginning, you know, and so, and, and yeah, they, you know, you lose a game, you lose the mythical national championship, but, you know, with the tough schedule and playing multiple game, national games, you could easily swing in there, but if there's an undefeated team somewhere else, they're going to give them, you know, and then it becomes a pissing contest or it becomes of, you know, you know, who says this, who says that, you know, um, you know, and then you got multiple polls, but, you know, you know, St. Aquinas isn't a, isn't a shabby team. I mean, they, they're on the composites. I think they're the number five team and, you know, they were, you know, they finished, you know, I think they won the title in, in Florida. One of their two losses came at the hands of, uh, I think Bishop Gorman in overtime, um, and they lost another. Uh, they lost the first game of the season to another out-of-state team, um, but they have a you know great chance to win their fourth consecutive state title this year. When it, you know when it comes to secondaries, they probably have the best in high school football. You know, led by Florida Samuel, uh, Miami commit. You know, Al Blades Juniors, and both of those. If those names sound familiar to anybody, those are both. NFL players' sons, former wow. NFL players' sons. So, um, you know, what were their names again, Scotty? I, uh, my, uh, my, I, I, I lost. I, I had a little interruption there. What, who were those uh, DBs again? Al Blades Jr. and um, Asante Samuel. Yeah. Uh, Samuel, Florida State commit, and um, and and Al Blades Jr. is a Miami commit. And both of those, uh, you know, their Samuel was a his dad was a TB for our Miami Dolphins, and and um, Benny Blades was right. uh, was was a safety for uh, Seattle Seahawks so you know you got that pedigree going there um, they have a, a pass rush specialist um, and they have another one Daniel Carter Elijah Moore who's a big time wide receiver I think he's a Georgia commit so they have all those playmakers on offense you know and, and you know Bosco's done well in the out-of-state games except for Gorman so you know we'll see and the interesting thing is that you know I was wondering myself because of the, everyone was talking about humidity and, and how humid it is, you know, thinking, okay, well, Bosco, you know, you're going to get there. Most teams would fly in, get there on Thursday, one day practice on Friday, play the game on Saturday, or, or, or vice versa, you know, play, you know, get there right. on Wednesday, play the game. No, Bosco flies in on Monday, practices on Tuesday. They've been in Florida all this week practicing like a college pro team. You know, who does that, you know? So they, they know, you know, there are no rookies to all of this, so they yeah. are practicing and getting used to the, you know, the humidity, and, you know, they'll be all right and they'll be fine. So, wow. um, you know, look for this game to be close. Um, you know, I you know I still think I'm going to go with Bosco in, in this um, just for the simple fact that, you know, um, that, that Bosco has pretty much every, every everything, and you know their offense is Florida. Saint Thomas doesn't have the the quarterback play isn't as dynamic as what they have, and I think that's going to also be the you know the, the difference. Even though they they don't they have a couple of receivers, they don't have the you know that same balance that that can put them over the top. So you know look for Bosco in the, in, the, in that close one. So yeah, is this game on TV anywhere? ESPN, you I believe, and it's I guess it's a four o'clock okay. start. On our on the West Coast. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. Now, as we wrap up, we uh, wrap up this uh, Tree League Football Podcast. We uh, appreciate everybody tuning in once again. Um, and we're going to be ending the show with a comment here from uh, uh, Tommy Brown, a modern day left tackle, Alabama commit. We're going to go with our predictions here, Sky, our fearless predictions for Tree League. Um, and we're going to start with you. Um, give us your your one through uh, six. Um, finishes how do you think it's going to shake out when we're all done with this uh, tree league season i'm going with the monarchs 
number one, uh, I mean, like you said, it could be interchangeable between Bosco and, and Modern Day. But, if, 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 I mean, Modern Day was lacking a few things last year. They have that this year. That hopefully will be the big difference. Um, again, you know, if all goes well, there's no critical injuries. I think, the, you know, Modern Day has that a perfect chance to to, to to get that uh, shot this year. Next would be, of course, Bosco. Right. Following them would be Jay Sarah. Next would be Orange Lutheran. Then I got Servite. And then I have Santa Margarita. Wow. We have the exact same ranking, Scotty. All right. Oh, man, I don't know how many times that's going to happen this year. We uh, actually agree. Um, I got uh, I got modern day. I'm, I'm going to be big on the O-line. I think their O-line is going to be a huge difference this year. Such an outstanding unit. Um, uh, Solomon coming in at, uh, at linebacker is going to be huge, dynamic. Uh, I think he can help a lot with that run game. Um, so I, th- I think they're going to be hungry uh, modern day. So, uh, but there's some big ifs, as we previewed in our show. And I think Jay Sarah got a little bit more line, a little bit more um, uh, ground game. I'll see where they find the defense, um, but same with Olu. Um, you know, Servite's definitely uh, is as, as as my fifth. I mean, they can rise. I mean, they have the, yes. some of the skill, um, and if there's some of their big men and they get the, the the line play and things gel, they could creep up uh, one or two spots. I could see them um, on the rise if they find uh, some stability at quarterback. They find their guy, and, and, and some, a lot of things go right for them. Look for them to surprise, and then yeah, and then like we said, there's there's a lot to like about Santa Margarita too. Um, we'll see what they come up with, um, how they're coached, what kind of strategy they have. But you know, um, that's a heck of a. Uh, I mean, we rattle off you know some pretty good things about Santa Margarita. We have them last. That's a Trinity League for you. <laughs> Toughest league in America. There you go. So, And that's why we're so passionate about this podcast, because uh, it's a fascinating league. It's so uh, competitive. And, uh, you know, that's, what's, uh, that's what br- brings us uh, together here, Scotty. That's the, uh, that's the passion uh, and uh, the excitement. And that's why we're doing a podcast about this league specifically. So, so much uh, to uh, even this first week is going to be exciting. There's some big games coming up uh, next week. But uh, let's see how uh, week zero so goes. So, um, so I want to thank uh, all our listeners for uh, joining us once again on the Trinity League Football Podcast. Please tell your friends, your fans, uh, family, friends, players that you know. Um, tell them about how we're working hard and coming up with these uh, these podcasts. And we appreciate your listeners. Try to spread the, the word. And Scotty, great job. Thanks again for jumping, us, jumping on. As always, Dan, always a pleasure. Always love talking football with you. All right, and until uh, and I, until next week, uh, we will talk to you again on the Tree League Football Podcast. How do you uh, how do you feel about your commitment to Alabama, and what what excites you about that? It's it, it's uh, really exciting. I mean, I've always uh, grown up watching uh, the Crimson Tide, and uh, once I got to put on that Crimson jersey when I was there recruiting, it was it was pretty awesome. And I mean, it's uh, it's my dad's alma mater. I'm excited to go out there. It's um, they're a pretty good team with football also, so it, it um, it's just a modern day for uh, of the college level, though I, I like to say. So I'm going to try and get out there and uh, hopefully do as, uh, hopefully do what we're going to do this year and uh, win a few national championships. All right, congrats, Tommy. Thank Thanks, you. Tommy.